At age 45, Chris Downey had the life he had dreamed to have. He was, a sec he was a successful architect. He had a wonderful marriage and a 10-year-old son he adored. He was a little league coach and an avid cyclist. Then he began noticing defects in his visual field that would come and go. Chris went to the doctor and was found to have a tumor near his optic nerve. Those of you who heard his story on 60 Minutes, July 5th, know what happened. He was reassured that the surgery to remove the tumor was reasonably straightforward. He could possibly lose his vision, but that was not likely. And without surgery, it was quite certain that he would become blind. The surgery did indeed go well, and his vision was normal initially. But soon after, Chris lost half the visual field in each eye. Then he awoke the next morning to complete darkness. No light perception at all. I will be referring to parts of Chris's story as we explore together what the passages we read from the Gospel of Matthew and from Paul's letter to the church in Rome can teach us about this question. If we truly believe that God has adopted us to be brothers and sisters of Christ, how does that spirit of adoption transform a situation that appears overwhelmingly negative? So remember Chris and the sudden blindness that turned his life upside down. In the passage we just heard from Matthew, Jesus tells a parable to shed light on the presence of evil in the world in spite of the reality of God's presence. And God's presence is referred to as the kingdom of heaven. An enemy has sowed weeds in a good field while everyone was asleep. The Greek word for enemy conveys the meaning of hate and hostility, feelings opposed to God's love. The weeds turn out to be a type of darnel that grew in the grain fields. It grows as tall as wheat and is very similar in appearance. However, its seeds are poisonous for humans, causing sleepiness, nausea, hallucinations, and even death. The temptation is to get rid of the weeds, but the darnel surrounds the roots of the wheat and pulling it up before harvest time sacrifices the wheat in the process. What do we do when we are confronted by weeds in our own good works or in the life of the church? If they cannot be eradicated because they are so deeply entwined in our lives, how do we nurture growth and let God take care of the weeds at the harvest time? What do we do when we see them? How do we nurture growth in spite of them? Chris Downey, now blind, was quickly seen by an ophthalmologist who determined that the blindness was permanent. A social worker came to see him in the hospital when she learned that he was an architect, she suggested alternative careers. He rejected that idea. 
Something had been introduced into his life, total blindness, but he reasoned that architecture is, quote, an intellectual process, unquote. Sight was helpful, he thought, but not essential. Using Jesus' metaphor, Chris had a weed appear in his life and he had to live with it, but not let it sap his spirit. He went back to work at his architecture firm 30 days after the surgery. Chris felt called to a career as an architect and he was determined to make whatever adaptations were necessary to be an art architect. And that is not easy to accomplish. Take a moment to consider what weeds have grown up in the field where your goodness grows. The enemy, be it greed, hate, selfishness, resentment, discrimination, or anything else that keeps us from seeing God's purpose for our lives. Any of those things the enemy is ready to sow weeds that can choke off our goodness and poison our humanity, just as Darnell does in a wheat field. Creative energy to be agents of God's purposes for love, repair, restoration, and reconciliation can be sapped. But that consequence is not inevitable. The kingdom of heaven may be hidden and under attack, but it is alive and powerful. Ultimately, God wins, and God takes what is good at the harvest time. And I believe this is as true for the church as it is for an individual's life. For each one of us and for the church, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a weed threatening our confidence in our personal future and the future of this congregation. Our challenge is to believe in the meaning and purpose we have as individuals and as a church. Chris Downey believed in his God-given purpose as an architect. When he returned to work, he used a printer to emboss drawings so he could read and understand them. He realized that he could experience buildings in a new way through hearing the space and touching and feeling the space. He didn't think about what he was missing in architecture, but what he had missed in architecture when he could see. Although Chris did not use any God talk in the 60 Minutes interview, I find his experience to be a powerful metaphor for living out the parable of the weeds in our own lives. When bad things happen to us, it affects the way we see the world from that time on. The challenge again is to hold on to the meaning and purpose in one's life and in the church that is always present. This is the kingdom of heaven that brings with it a spirit of adoption. And that spirit helps us resist enslavement by any force that poisons our humanity. Are we able to see things we had not seen before, clues to how the Lord wants to use us in a new and powerful way? It requires faith, 
and patience. As I say this, I want us to remember the Honorable John Lewis, who died late Friday night. He was the epitome of faith and patience. His faith enabled him to resist the evil of racism, but to do it nonviolently with love and hopefulness in spite of all his experiences of racial prejudice and violence. John Lewis attributed the success of the civil rights movement to his Christian faith and the spirit. This is the spirit of adoption that grounded him and grounds us in the kingdom of heaven where Jesus Christ is the source of our hope. It gave John Lewis the courage and persistence to stand up for equal rights and justice because he knew it put him on the side of what was right and good for all people. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church in Rome, understands the pain of dealing with, quote, weeds in one's life. It appears that he suffered with epilepsy, a personal weed like Chris Downey's blindness, and he also spent time in jail like our beloved brother, John Lewis. In the passage that Becky read, Paul speaks of a new way of living that removes or at least limits the fear and meaninglessness that comes with the experience of evil in and around us. The spirit of adoption into the household of God provides certainty that when we cry to God about anything that is choking the spirit within us, we are heard. When we suffer, Paul says, we suffer with Christ and Christ suffers with us. But remember, the freedom that we experience with this spirit is not a once and for all time phenomenon. Ups and downs are part of our earthly experience. This is true for us individuals, and it is true for the church. Let's return for a moment to Chris Downey's story. Nine months after he became blind, the 2008 recession cost him his job. Another big disappointment, but he remained hopeful. Paul talks about hope in our passage, and I quote, For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Chris Downey is a hopeful individual. He soon learned that an architectural firm was designing a rehab center for veterans with vision loss. They were looking for an architect who really understood the needs of persons with blindness. Chris applied and was hired. He says in the 60 Minutes episode, quote, it took my disability and turned it upside down. All of a sudden, it defined unique, unusual value that virtually nobody else had to offer." Unquote. Each one of us, child and adult of every variety of ability, has unique, unusual value in the eyes of God. If we trust in the spirit of adoption that claims us, we preserve hope, 
even though we are unable to see the harvest, and we wait for what we cannot see with patience. We do that in our own lives, and we do that in the church. We live with ambiguity, where the wheat and the weeds can look a lot alike. We live with the tension between the now and the not yet. We live with the necessity of waiting for the harvest and resisting the temptation to pull up and cast out what we perceive to be weeds in our field of endeavor. Knowing that God will decide what is in and what is out at the harvest time. Chris Downey developed a new specialty, designing spaces acceptable, accessible rather for people with blindness, but also appealing for sighted persons. This has been called the concept of universal design. One of Chris's designs enables the visually impaired and blind to navigate the four block long Trans Bay Transit Center in San Francisco. And yes, you don't notice the enhancements unless you're blind. I encourage you to learn more about universal design, a concept that dates back to the 1960s and makes real the belief that a design can be found that respects and accommodates the needs of every individual. I believe that God intended a world where each individual's unique and unusual value is appreciated. The seeds God plants in this world, God's world, are not immune to the inroads of evil. Each one of us is a stalk of wheat with weeds arrayed around us, compromising our minds and or our bodies. For Chris, it was blindness. For John Lewis, it was racism. For each of us and for this church, there are plenty of weeds inserting themselves into our hopes and our plans. These weeds affect what we see and what we hear and, of course, the actions we take. They threaten to choke off the energy that sustains us, but God has given us a spirit of adoption and a hope we cannot see. This hope is a future that belongs to God in which goodness is redeemed, corruption, decay, and death are eliminated. May we cling to that hope, knowing that we are adopted children of God. I challenge us all to consider how we can feed that spirit of adoption, the seed planted by God, so that we would grow in faithfulness to our Lord Jesus Christ and denounce every weed in and around us that seeks to poison humanity and destroy our relationship with God. May we, like Chris Downey, see in spite of our blindness, our value and unique calling as individuals and as a church, and the opportunities we are given to serve others. May we, like John Lewis, hold fast to the faith, hope and love that equips us to pursue courageously what is right and good for every human being. May we trust the spirit of adoption that enables us to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.